We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Unlock me! Unlock me! I'm not going to swear, okay? You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi there, great to be with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score, as Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Olin Krutz just entertained me with a solid hour of hot Bears talk. I'm going to keep that going for you. I'm here with you until 10 o'clock on 670, The Score. I have got lots of things that I want to get to. The Bears are top of mind, though. They will be first up here in moments. Hub Arkish will join me at 8 o'clock tonight. Hub uh, all over the score, as you know. And uh, we'll get the latest from Hub. Pick his brain on what's happening, when things will start to happen with the Bears, and what the latest is because it is a fluid situation changing by the day. And uh, I'll get you the very latest here in just a few moments. The, the Bulls had a get-well game last night, and pretty perfect that... Kobe White had the game that he had last night, considering our conversation about Kobe White last night. So I'm going to pick it up where I left off and add some layers with what the Bulls did last night. A a nice win, 129-116 over New Orleans with lots of three-pointers. But we've got to continue to talk about the overcoached Kobe White, what was said about him before the game and then what was said about him after the game as well. So we'll get into that. Something on Zach Levine as well. He had a huge game, too. He was great. It was a great night for the Bulls, and uh, we will discuss all of that coming up a little bit later on today or tonight. I don't know what time it is. 7.02 right now. Um, Chris Ranji will join me at 9 o'clock. Ranji, you know Ranji. He's a score guy and a St. Louis guy, a former White Sox guy, did pre and post for like a decade plus. Now he does nothing. So I'm going to put him to work at about 9 o'clock. He sent me a text the other day, and that will be the topic of our conversation. I, I will share the context of the text message with you later on, and then Chris and I will kick it. We'll kick it. We'll talk about sports, but there is a the, the topic of the text message will be the first thing that needs to be talked about it's something that could be coming soon um and i i will i might even ask chris to to read the text and read the text messages that we've had going back and forth as of late so yeah ranji at nine o'clock who knows what's going to happen i think like i said if i am hosting regularly maybe i'll just have a segment called (laughs) kicking it with chris (laughs) 
I'm laughing because that's just so not Ranji to have a segment that would be called Kicking It With Chris. It's way too top 40 sounding for a Ranji segment, but that's, that's what it's going to be. We're kicking it with Chris coming up at 9 o'clock tonight on The Score. I got Cubs and Sox stuff where the Chris Bryant trade rumors are starting to pop up again. The, the Mets are making noise. You know, they failed to get Trevor Bauer, so now they're back on to, to second best in Chris Bryant. So we'll see where that is. I got some things on Anthony Rizzo I want to talk about. Tim Anderson's sound that you must hear. Tim, Every time like Tim Anderson plays baseball or talks, it gets better every year. You know what I mean? Like, he he has I have I have often compared Tim Anderson to Jimmy Butler of the Bulls. Like surprisingly improved every year with his game. And then he sorta of, he with the media he was quiet at first and now he he has come out and he has this great personality. Now the personalities are totally different between Butler and Tim Anderson. Anderson, I think, is a little bit more interesting, and he said some interesting things today about Tony La Russa and going into next season because pretty soon pitchers and catchers will report. So we're going to get into that with the Cubs and Sox. I want to hear from you as well. You are always welcome. I'm, I am solo. I am all alone tonight until 10 o'clock. So if you want to jump in and be a part of the show, if you want to be part of the conversation, agree or disagree, I am here, 312-644-6767. That's the phone number. That is the text number. If you call, you will talk to my executive producer tonight. He is my guy, Brandon Fryer. So he is the guy that you will talk to. Brandon will let me know in my ear or a text message, whatever the case may be, and then we shall talk because I am not in studio tonight. But 312-644-6767 is the number. I am on Twitter as well. At Mark Grody Sports, if you want to tweet me, I might just read your tweet on the air as well. If there's something that you want to jump, again, agree or disagree or comment, I'll read it, man. We'll talk. We'll converse. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Again, I'm not a great sports follow there. I do all the silly things everybody else does on Instagram. I try to make myself look extremely important and that things are more glorious than they actually are. That's what we all do on Instagram. And I am no exception to the rule. So you can find me on Instagram as well. Follow me on there, hang out, um, whatever the case may be. So lots of ways to get through tonight here um, on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. And I don't I don't think so. I think I made a mistake. I thought maybe I'd be doing transition with Les Grobstein tonight. But uh, Brandon Fryer, grab a mic if you will. I don't believe that Les Grobstein is on at 10 tonight. Is he's not doing one of his famous seven-hour shows? Is that the truth? Yeah, that's the truth. He's going to be on at midnight. Oh, okay. So he's just doing – he's slumming it, just doing the midnight to five thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's good to hear your voice, man. Like, other than – because I was doing the Mully and Haw pregame show for a while and the famous 445 transition with Les, and you were one of the main voices to whom I would speak. So this feels – actually, Brandon, this feels very out of context, actually, to be talking to you right now and, like, not having, like, a tall cup of coffee in my hand and trying to wake up. I know. It's really weird right now. Like, but, I mean, we worked together before and, like, like Saturday and stuff like that. But now it feels right. It feels right. I'm really looking forward to this. I am too. So 312-644-6767, and you too will get to talk to Brandon. When is something going to happen with the Bears? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Man, it got hot for a while. This is like when you get tickets for a concert, and you're all excited about it, and you pay the money, and you, you had to stand in line, whether it's online or actually in a line. And then you got to wait a year before the concert actually occurs. There was all this great you know, Carson Wentz talk and 
quarterback names popping up left and right and possibilities, and all of a sudden things have fizzled out. So I, I am displaying a little bit of impatience at this point. That's why we were all so excited when, when David Montgomery sent out a tweet yesterday, which turned out to be innocuous and a classic false alarm about his joy of being with the Chicago Bears. Everybody thought, well, David Montgomery is now included. It's not Tariq Cohen. It's going to be David Montgomery. But nothing happened there. The Mike Pettin news turns into a topic and bigger than it actually was because we don't have the actual meat to discuss. And there is a question that has been going through my mind as it pertains to the Chicago Bears. And that is simply this. What happened to Nick Foles last year? Why was he bad with the Bears last year? Why did he revert back to a very, very old, or do you say young version of Nick Foles? What happened to him? I've not, it's something like, we haven't really spent enough time discussing that because when, when Nick Foles was hired to be part of the Bears roster, when they signed him to be part of the Bears, it seemed like a great signing. You had a quarterback competition. I'd say it was probably in terms of the public attention, it was probably about 50-50 in terms of where the what the fans want. I'd say even, I'd probably even, get, in terms of fan reaction, just from what, I had via text messages here at the score and on Twitter and social media and just people coming up to me, it seemed like Nick Foles was probably even a little bit more popular with the fans, mainly because he's something different. And, well, he has a Super Bowl ring and he beat the Bears in 2018 in the playoffs in the double doink game as well. So it seemed like a, a great acquisition to have Nick Foles on the Bears. Why was he so bad with the Bears? Why didn't it work out? And can it still work with the Bears? So today, I did a lot of sports watching today, which is good considering my job and all. Um, I actually watched two Bears games today that had Nick Foles in them. I watched the Atlanta game and the Rams game because they were two opposing views of Nick Foles, man. In the Atlanta game, Nick Foles was good. And I wanted to go back to that and see what what was it about Nick Foles in that game that made him so effective? Why was he so successful other than sometimes it's sometimes it's, I think it's easy for guys quarterbacks to come off the bench and kind of have that nothing to lose feel and kind of improvise a little bit and they're not going to get overcoached usually usually when you come off the bench so there's there's a free feeling I think sometimes for quarterbacks so I, I'll add that right away but here's what I noticed watching Nick Foles he had pocket presence he was getting rid of the football as opposed to taking sacks there's the point in the fourth quarter where like, you, we didn't see it. Like, I'm going to point some of this stuff out because we didn't see this later on in the season from Foles. There's a point in the fourth quarter where he eludes pressure, rolls out on a third and eight, hits Jimmy Graham. Remember this play? Hits Jimmy Graham, like, through two defenders, hits Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham then fumbles. Anthony Miller recovers. Remember that play? Yeah. Things felt good then, didn't they? There was a pressure-packed fourth and sixth conversion to old Ted Ginn Jr. Huge play in the game. Poise, presence, vision. It was all there. There was a short touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham. Whatever on that one, right? 
There's a second and six pass, touchdown pass to Allen Robinson, where Robinson makes an immaculate play. Like, he, he breaks the tackle and then sprints in for the touchdown. That was more Allen Robinson. There was a third and eight touchdown pass to Anthony Miller. It was great. It was great, and that was something of an improvised play. That's the one where he tells Anthony Miller to what was it, run to the L, and Anthony Miller did that. He hits him in that spot. Where did it all go? What happened? So in that Atlanta game also, your offensive line was Cody Whiter at center, James Daniels and Jermaine Effetti at guard, Leno and Massey on the outside. Moving forward, playing behind a different offensive line, he looked helpless, he looked inept, and he looked, and he's not known as a mobile quarterback, but he looked immobile. Like, he just didn't look, he didn't look interested. He didn't have presence of mind. He didn't have the ability to throw the ball away. So, the Rams game. So, I popped in the Rams game. Hit the button. Turned it on. Rams game in prime time in Los Angeles. You have Rashad Coward at guard in this game. Rashad Coward, as you may recall, a, a huge... Was it a false start? Yeah, it had to have been a false start that had the Bears going from, I think, a fourth and one play to like a fourth and ten. It just it crushed them, or fourth and six, whatever. Um, but in that game, you had Coward in there at, at guard. No rhythm whatsoever from Nick Foles. Erratic timeouts, I'll say that too. Like a couple of times where timeouts are called. Questionable play calling at times. From Matt Nick. You had the fourth and one Cordell Cordero Patterson swing handoff. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, the elusiveness, the poise for Foles. Like he looked like a rookie. It went to it went to a zero. There's a third and ten play where number fifty-four, Leonard Floyd, beats Bobby Massey and just destroys Foles. Rattles him, destroys him. There was a third and six play. With Foles working from, you're going to totally remember this. And I'm sorry to bring up these memories, but I had to do this for myself. There's the third and sixth play. Foles is working from his own end zone. Darnell Mooney on the stutter and go, wide open, missed him by a mile. What's going on? What's happening here? Third quarter, Foles picked in the end zone. Huh? Fourth quarter, sacked in the red zone. No poise, looked helpless behind that offensive line. So I, I, I don't, like, is Foles really that? I have a, like, if Foles was older, if he was mid-30, you know, going on, you know, late 30s, I'd be like, okay, maybe the guy lost a step. We all lose a step. That's what happens. I don't think he's really that. I really don't. I do think that he... The problem with Foles is that he did have an inability to improvise and work behind anything, you know, less than a really solid offensive line. The offensive line did change as the season went on. As we know, uh, Sam Mustafer in the middle, Alex Bars, Cody Whitehair on the inside. A Fetty slides to the outside because of the Bobby Massey injury, and Charles Leno Jr. stays at, at left tackle. So one of the things that the Bears said all, all season long last year, and I, I think we all probably shook our heads at times when they're saying this, because we all know the quarterback is, is the position that the Bears 
have to get right, and it makes a huge difference. But one of the things they said is that it was a collective throughout the year, that there were lots of things that were going wrong, that it's not just one person, as in they weren't going to just blame Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles. There is some truth to that, because once order was restored with the offensive line, things did get better. Still weren't good enough, obviously, as I, you know, Bears were 0 and 2 at the end of the season, right? Packers game and then the playoffs. That 0 and 2, that is, that was not good enough. What, whatever the Bears thought they had figured out during a three-game winning streak towards the end of the season, they they hadn't. But there is some evidence that if they, if there are other parts of the team that they tighten up, you still can make life easier for whomever the quarterback is. And no, this was not my long-winded way of saying. Nick Foles should be the starting quarterback. But I do think it's like in Star Wars. I think they're like Darth Vader. Like Luke Skywalker knew there was good in Darth Vader. I know there is still good in you, Father. And I think it's the same thing with Nick Foles. I think that there is still good in Nick Foles. I don't think he should be the starting quarterback for the Bears, nor do I think that there should be a competition involving Nick Foles. But I'm pretty sure that Nick Foles isn't that bad, and I still think that he can be a valuable asset to the team. Um, and if you are, if it does come down to the situation where it is Nick Foles as a starter, like as in, if you can't upgrade at the position and it's not out of the realm of possibility, I don't think you're screwed. I don't think you're screwed. Again, I'm not putting him in there as the starter, but if you get to that spot, and it's like I said, it could happen. I, based on watching him and the good things that he did at times and watching past performances by Nick Foles, I don't think that all of a sudden he's lost it. I do think that there was some circumstances where it was out of his control and he didn't feel comfortable. And that's on him in terms of the lack of creativity and athleticism when things break down with your offensive line. But just I'm just preparing you guys for that for that possibility, the Nick Foles possibility. And based on what I watched today and what I'm thinking today, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Another thing too is that at that at, at that point, Nick Fo- or excuse me, David Montgomery had not really kicked in yet. Montgomery, you know, became Montgomery in about the last five games of the season. So I assume that'll continue to to pick up and and hopefully there will be a better rapport with whomever the play caller is and whomever the the quarterback is so lots of fixed for the bears quarterback is number one but there's a lot of other things that have to be tightened up still as well do you want to know my my fun bears theory this this is not going to happen but this is my fun bears thing actually maybe it's not fun at all maybe it's a conspiracy theory has Drew Brees announced his retirement yet? <laughs> has Drew Brees announced his retirement yet? Because I, I don't think he has, unless I've, I've missed that in the last two hours of my life or so. Has Drew Brees... Ryan Pace loves Drew Brees. He thought that, um, you know, maybe Mitchell Trubisky could be Drew Brees. We know that his, his reference point to this day, is the New Orleans Saints organization. Is there any possibility that that Ryan Pace has put in a call to, to Drew Brees? 
Drew. Any interest in one magical season with the Chicago Bears to help bring along a young quarterback or two maybe? Maybe the Bears get a couple young quarterbacks in that room and Drew Brees is the guy bringing these guys along? That's my fun conspiracy theory idea. Matt Nagy, connect the dots, Saints, Drew Brees has not announced his retirement yet. Hmm. We shall see. 312-644-6767 is the number. I'm Mark Grody. This is the score. Uh, Joe Ostrowski off tonight. Um, I do believe that he will be back in tomorrow night. So I am in for for Joe O. I hope that uh, things are in good in his stead here tonight. Um, I've got Hub Arkish with more Bears talk coming up at 8 o'clock. Ranji at 9. When we return, I'm going to check. I haven't even opened the text line yet. I will do that, and I will read some of your text messages, get some of your reaction. If you want to call and talk about the Bears right now, this would be a good time. 312-644-6767. And we're going to mix in some Bulls next as well. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. He was the quarterback coach, but also integral with the game plan with Frank Reich and Doug Peterson in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl. And that's the year, if you remember, that Carson Wentz was able to be the MVP of the league until he got hurt. I mean, I think everybody thinks he was going to be the MVP until he got hurt in December against the L.A. Rams. And so what people in Philadelphia talk about is that it feels like Wentz's mechanics haven't been as good, haven't been the same since then. Always with the mechanics. When's the last time the Bears had a mechanically sound quarterback? It's Ross Tucker right there from Radio.com Sports. I'm Mark Grody. Remember Jay Cutler always throwing off his the, the one foot and, you know, trying to get things straight with Mitchell Trubisky, with mechanics? I mean, who, like, who does have pro- – Pat, Pat Mahomes certainly doesn't have good quarterback mechanics. So the best quarterback mechanics I've ever seen, Tom Brady. I mean, my God, that's a clinic. When we're talking about that, we're talking Bears. 312 644 6767 is the number. Grody here until 10 o'clock. I've got Hub coming on, Hub Arkish at 8 o'clock. And I've got you right now. I said call. I'd love to hear from you. And you guys are calling. 312 644 6767 is the number. Let's start with Joe on I 55. What's going on, Joe? Which way are you going, north or south? Uh, I'm going oh. north, Mark, and. Uh... Yes, John, and I'm on. Just turn on the 39 right now. But uh, hey, I'm gonna. I want to start with saying I voted for you for the show. But okay, that's that's over. <laughs> but, oh. Thanks, John. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay, you can disagree with me and all that stuff. That's fine. But I feel that the Bears have always spent so much on defense all the time. I got several points, but the, all the defense all the time. What I would like to see them do with that 20th pick is an offensive tackle, right or left, and then second pick. Go with a quarterback if you need to. And then from then on, wide receiver, offensive lineman, wide receiver, offensive lineman. If I, if my job was on the line, I would beef up that offensive line and I would get some receivers in there 
I'm going to have a good defense. My defense is pretty well set. It's, it should be better. I need to have an offense. And then, okay, Matt Nagy couldn't make Trubisky what Matt Nagy wanted him to be. He couldn't make Falls do that either. Peterson, I think, did the same thing with Wentz. Tried to make Wentz not what Wentz was. What makes you think that Nagy can take Wentz and not try to do the same darn thing that he did with Trubisky? John, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I appreciate your vote um, for the show. I totally voted for Spiegel, though, for the show. So the all-new Parkins and Spiegel show. Here's what I would say about all the things that you said. And I'll address it in the order that, that you did it. You said that offensive tackle in the first round of the draft. I like it. I like it. I mean, I haven't studied the draft yet or really dug in that deeply as to who or what position I would go with in the first round. And obviously a lot of it depends on if the bears are thinking about moving up or if they're trading that pick and all that kind of stuff. But I do not think that they should trade their number one pick for Carson Wentz. I don't think Wentz is worth that necessarily. And and the Philadelphia Eagles have kind of backed themselves into that, that corner. So, and I'm also cool too, because you're you're not going to get one of the, the best quarterbacks at number 20. Anyway, I'm actually okay with waiting around for the quarterback. So I'm down with that. I'm down with that, John. And as far as Matt Nagy is concerned and his development or working with quarterbacks, you're also right about that. I mean, there's no way to spin it. Matt Nagy so far has not had success with quarterbacks with the Bears, whether that's his fault or not, whether it is the the clay that he has been dealt or if it is his instructions or lack thereof. Um, you know, the evidence is starting to pile up against him a little bit, but obviously he's still with the Bears for a reason. I don't think that he is a guy that is, you know, making quarterbacks worse, but he certainly has not had success yet with, with Mitchell Trubisky, nor Nick Foles. Um, so I, I can see what you're deducing when it comes to Carson Wentz. However, if there are are mechanical issues that exist with Carson Wentz, Wentz probably knows it. And uh, most coaches are pretty good when it comes to at least showing players what they need to do when it comes to to mechanic. So, so much so much to be seen. That's why they I just want them to get something done soon so we know. 312-644-6767 the number. Let's go to Bruce in St. Charles. Hi Bruce, you're on the score. Hi there. How are you doing tonight? I am well, sir. How are you? Great, great. Hey, I, I was finally glad to hear the last caller cuz you brought up a good point that sort of follows into what I'm going to say. Is it sort of is a little bit odd that I don't understand why the Chicago sports world isn't isn't following this angle and putting connecting the dots. I think the whole Carson Wentz deal. There's a couple things going on. Number one, I'd say Carson Wentz does not want to play in Chicago. That's number one, and I can tell you probably this is pretty much a, a 98% of surety here that uh, that he does his agent who is the same agent that reps uh, Mitchell Trubisky, rep one, the Tolner brothers, there is no way they want Carson Wentz in Chicago after what happened to Mitch, and there's no way you'll see Marcus Mariota for the same reason. They do not want him in Chicago, and it goes back to what the last caller said, is Matt Nagy 
is a nightmare when it comes to developing talent and developing quarterbacks. So I, I firmly believe behind the scenes what's happening is there Wentz, his agent, Philadelphia, and Indianapolis are trying to put together a deal that somehow gets Carson Wentz into into Indianapolis. And I'm just shocked that the Chicago sports world hasn't connected the dots with the agent connection with Mitch and with Wentz and the ref one, the Tolner brothers, because it is a big deal to want to take your, take a young client like that. It, to me, it would be career suicide for Carson Wentz to take that risk and come to play for Nagy. Who's on a one year, he's got one year left in the contract. And he's got no track record. Uh, you've talked about it a lot tonight. He hasn't been able to make full successful. He has not made, been able to make Trubisky successful. And there's probably not a single offensive talent that he's really developed since he's been here. And uh, with that, I will uh, hang up, and uh, that is my take on the whole Carson Wentz. Why you're not hearing much is he just doesn't want to be here, nor does his agent <laughs> want him to be here. I got you, Bruce. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. You, Bruce, you, pre- you might be right. You might be right that he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't really have a choice in the matter. This, we're talking about trade, so I- I'm sorry. Tough luck to Carson Wentz if he doesn't want to be in Chicago. If they make a trade for him, he's going to have to make the best of it, and he would be stuck here if he doesn't want to be here. So I, honestly, I don't care about that. I, I do I, – I would understand if he didn't want to be here, and I wasn't going into it as deeply as you were for those reasons. You might be right. I, I think it's hard to convince any offensive players right now at this moment that Chicago is the place to be just because of the the struggles they have had. It's not like if you're a receiver or a running back or any offensive position, you're not going to – Chicago at this moment is not going to be – in your top 10, probably. So uh, th- that's the angle that I would look at it from Carson Wentz. But too bad. Tough luck, Carson Wentz. I mean, if he, if he doesn't want to be here, if all of what you are saying is true and what you said makes some sense, um, that's fine. But Wentz it, it does not have the power in this. He definitely can tell his agent what he wants. He can definitely tell the Eagles what he wants. And if they want to play ball with him, that's fine. If they, you know, if the relationship is that close and they want to satiate him in that regard, but I don't think they do. I don't think the the Eagles don't want to satiate him, and nor, nor would the Bears. If the Bears were interested, they're they're going to look past the I don't want to play in Chicago thing. They would have to. And why would the Eagles, quite frankly, want to in any way, shape, or form? try to quote unquote help him out to his desk they want to get the most they can for the player and if that comes from the colts great if it comes from the bears good and you know there's another team out there too (laughs) you know there's another team lying in the weeds that might make a play for carson wentz and right now i think that the philadelphia eagles are just waiting for a sweetener they know that they're in a bad position with bargaining because it's, it's out there that they want rid of him for more than one reason, for his play on the field and apparently some stuff off of the field as well. So once that has been exposed, the Eagles are in a bad spot. They're, they're in a spot where Carson Wentz could still be part of the Philadelphia Eagles next year. I'm Mark Grody, 312-644-6767, talking Bears. Let's go. St. Charles is hot tonight. It's Joe in St. Charles. Hi, Joe. You're on the score. Hey, great. Thanks a lot. Um, it's a good place to live and stuff. My take is I don't think Nick Foles wants to be a starter. I don't. I think he's perfectly happy with backup money, and that's what I think. 
All right, Joe. I appreciate it. Hope everything is good in St. Charles. I have friends out there. I have a lot of friends that live in that area, like Elgin and St. Charles, because you know what? There's space out there and houses and yards and things like that. And horses. They've got horses in St. Charles, too. But um, there are quarterbacks in the NFL that don't want to start because life is good on the bench. And once they come in, they, they become exposed. We've seen that with with at least five Bears quarterbacks, right? Jonathan Quinn just jumped to mind all of a sudden. <laughs> We're going to start you this week, John. No, 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 no. Jonathan, look at me. We're going to start you. No, no, no. Yes, sir. We are starting you. You and you, Todd Collins, you're next. We're going to start you to exposed. You are exposed. How many guys, how many quarterbacks are the Bears exposed as not wanting to be starters? Quinn. When Jonathan Quinn came in, he just looked, he looked like, ah, I do not want to do this. Put me back on the bench. Yes, sir. You are back on the bench now. Um, I do think that, I, I disagree with that, though. Um, I do think Foles is a guy who's got that want to be a starter. He was disappointed that he didn't get the starting job from the beginning of last year. He was dismayed that he lost his starting job to Mitch Trubisky in the end. So while there are, Joe, while there are quarterbacks like that, we all know some of them. Um, I don't think that's the case with Nick Foles. Let's get out of St. Charles. As much as I like spending time in St. It really is a lovely city. I love St. Charles. It's so far away. I feel like I feel like when I drive to St. Charles, and I do, I do. Like I said, I have friends that way. I feel like if I'm going to drive that far, I should end up in a different state. And instead, I'm I'm in St. Charles. Let's go to Collier in Dalton. Hi, Collier. You're on the score. Hey, hey Mark. How are you, man? Hey, I'm all right. How about yourself? I Thank am you for very having well. me. Yeah, man, of course. Okay. Uh, I like your cons- uh, conspiracy theory with um, Drew Brees. Yeah. You like that? I think that would work. I think that would work because they can learn from him. You know, and Drew is a team player. He'll he'll help them a lot. Yeah. I now, don't know what he's... Um, you go ahead, Kyler. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Now with Cos- uh, with uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, He's not worth a, a, a number one draft pick. I agree. Huh? I agree. Yeah. And uh, with Nick Foles, Nick Foles was great when he just dropped back and threw the ball. When he, when he got hit or that line fell apart, he lost confidence in them blockers, and his whole game just went south. Collier, I got you, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You are the goods, man. Um, and I'm glad that if you didn't hear my my little Drew Brees, I don't even know. I, I'm not defining it well. I'm calling it a conspiracy theory. It's just a theory. Drew, like, Drew Brees, he's not announced his retirement yet. He, he wouldn't say it in his final game of the season. I guess maybe now that the Super Bowl is over, he's kind of just waiting until the, the, last, the, the last boat is out of the way for the parade in Tampa Bay and then maybe Drew Brees will be like okay now now I'll let everybody know what I'm doing or or the Mark Grody theory Ryan Pace has picked up the phone and said hey Drew any interest in you know sticking around for another year maybe come to the Bears I don't know what you got left you know maybe you know if you feel like there's something left in that arm you can kick it up a notch again 
and um, you know, and then we draft a quarterback, and we have Nick Foles on the roster, and you're just here to you know be the the player coach, you know, to be like good Chase Daniel. Then who knows? Maybe it's maybe that's what's cooking. We know the affinity that it is it is from where he has come, it is where he graduated from, it is his reference point that is Ryan Pace for most things. So, um, and I'm, now I'm talking in in conspiracy theory tones. <laughs> it just feels like it. I don't believe that anybody hasn't talked about this yet. No, I mean until until he says he's retiring, you don't know what. The plans are for Drew Brees, and I honestly have not researched anything salary cap or what that means or how that happens or how it works and all of that stuff. It's just something that's been floating through my brain, and this audience here on a Thursday night, yeah, you guys are lucky to have had this revealed. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. Brandon, I don't know if there's anybody else on the line. Is there anybody else on the line right now that I need to go to, or are we good right now? Oh, oh, we're staying in that area. Turbo, what's going on, man? You're on the score. Turbo? Turbo. No turbo? Okay, okay. Turbo is gone. Did you know that turbo is a uh, type of fish? Turbo is a good-eating fish, and for some reason, that's a weird memory that I just had that growing up in our house, in the Grody household, every once in a while... Gene and Gary Grody would kick, cook uh, turbo fish for us, and uh, I was not a sea, I was not a seafood fan back then, uh, but I am now. Um, from the 815, Mark, how about Craig Krenzel? You know what? We played the we played the ex quarterbacks game last night. I, I can't I can't do it tonight. I mean I I know I started it by bringing up Jonathan Quinn. I started it, but I I, I can't I, I, I we're not going to play that game tonight. Um, one other text here before we take a break. Uh, there is no reason for the Bears to get Carson Wentz. <laughs> hey, th- there are reasons to to get Carson Wentz. I- I'll get back into those after the break. And if you want to call, there is room for you right now because Turbo dropped off. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. This is Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. I just feel like if he reunites with Frank, it's a little bit easier for Frank to cover him and help him and talk to him and be honest with him. I know my last couple years in Cincinnati were not great for me, and I was not under the same coaching staff that I was the previous six years. So reuniting with Bruce Coslett in New York, where I needed to be you know, taught how to play my position again, believe it or not, Worked out for me that first year in New York, and then, of course, they fired him the next year. But uh, um, I I think that's the way I see this. I think getting with somebody who you were really close with, somebody who really saw something special in you coming out of college, you know, and that's who Frank was uh, for Carson. I I think that's just a better fit. I I just don't like him going to Chicago. I just, again, like I said, it seems like a a mixed mixed bag of trying to figure this whole thing out. And I don't, I don't know, maybe John Filippo could do it. I, who knows? But I, I think Frank was really, you know, one of the guys that was instrumental in finding out who Carson really was as a player. That's Boomer Esiason, part of the Parkinson Spiegel show here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 score. He joins those guys once a week during the, the football season. The problem is, is that your choices are, are dwindling. That's why Carson Wentz is front and center, because in relative terms, he's a golden choice. 
other than some of the other guys that are up there and that are available and some of the guys for whom you would have to get very creative, assuming that Deshaun Watson is not available to the Bears anyway. It's unlikely that Dak Prescott is going to be available to the Bears because he's either going to get a deal done in Dallas or he's going to get $37.7 million this year for the second time on the franchise tag. Jameis Winston, I think he's going to end up as the Saints starting quarterback. Can you, yeah, I mean, I really do. I think that Sean Payton likes Jameis Winston. That's where he's going to be. So then the viable options after that, in terms of free agency, there's one. There's one name in free agency, and that's 38-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has started for eight teams during a 16-year career. So then you circle back to... Carson Wentz, and I know it's for a trade, and there are other guys for whom you might be able to trade, but right now, since we know the Eagles are interested in getting rid of him, he is your best option at quarterback and your most realistic option at the quarterback position. I mean, I did this last night, but the the free agent quarterbacks, other than that, you don't even want to hear these names. (laughs) Tyrod Taylor, A.J. McCarron, Andy Dalton, Colt McCoy. RG3, Matt Barkley, Nate Sudfeld, Cam Newton, Joe Flacco, Ryan Griffin, Nate, uh, or excuse me, Nate, Mike Glennon, Geno Smith, Blaine Gabbard, Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles, CJ Beathard, Sean Minion, Brandon Allen, doing anything for you yet? Okay, how about Nick Mullins, Jake Rudock, Kyle Allen, Tim Boyle, old Joe Webb? Just saying. 312-644-6767. It's Elliot and Elgin. Hi, Elliot. You're on the score. What's going on, Groats? How you doing, man? What's up? Pretty good, man. Um, what's going on with Saturday Suckage these days? Are you guys still doing that? You guys going to bring that mm-hmm. back? Uh, absolutely. We'll be on uh, Steve Rosenblum and I will be on this Saturday from 11 o'clock until, I think, 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. Nice. <laughs> I'll have to check my schedule. We're on at 11. Don't you worry, though, Elliot. Don't you worry, man. Nice. Uh, but that's not why I called. Um you know, Eddie Goldman here, is Eddie Goldman as good as his absence suggested he is? Because the front seven wasn't nearly as good without him as they were with him. Thanks a lot, man. It's a great question. And a couple things on that. Last year, the excuse for the Bears was Akeem Hicks wasn't available. This year, the excuse has been Eddie Goldman has not been available. Yeah, he does make a difference. Eddie Goldman is a guy who could possibly be uh, get voted to the Pro Bowl like as starting nose tackle. I don't think he's the best nose tackle in football. Only thing about Eddie Goldman is, and this really, we didn't really talk, I didn't talk about it. I will point the thumb. Eddie Goldman, the year before, did not have a great season. I mean, even he even said it. Like, I mean, it was a bad season by any means. But, and Eddie Goldman is the guy who does a lot of dirty work, occupies guys, all of that kind of stuff. But we're not talking about a guy who was an all-pro player or anything like that. They didn't lose a pro bowler, okay? Um, that was that was not the case. Eddie Goldman is good. Your team is better off with him in there. But some of the alarming defensive play this year could not be attributed to Eddie Goldman. Some of it, yeah. But missing tackles and whiffing on guys and broken coverages and guys being in the wrong places, obviously that has absolutely nothing to do with with Eddie Goldman not being there. That said, I'm looking forward, very forward to seeing the Bears' defense hole again with Eddie Goldman back in it. 
Let's go. Uh, let's get out of the state. Let's get out of the state. I, I've enjoyed my time in Elgin and St. Charles, but let's go to Cedar Lake, Indiana, and Cali. What's up, Cali? You're on the score. Hey, a couple of things that haven't really been discussed. Look, in the draft, because I've been checking it, offensive tackle is very deep this year. And something we could do is get the offensive tackle, and it may be crazy, but bring in somebody like Andy Dalton as a backup, Nick Foles, draft a quarterback, get a couple of wide receivers, and address your cornerback issue because you got Buster Screen gone. Yeah, that's that's good point, Callie. Yeah, I mean, Buster Screen, and, man, I hope Buster Screen is okay because he missed, what, the last three games of the year with with a concussion. You know, some of these ideas are really good, and normally I would jump on them, but unfortunately the Bears are in a position where they can't take a lot of chances. Like it sound, like even my little conspiracy theory of Drew Brees, it all sounds good. Like get, get a veteran in here like Brees or Andy Dalton or even Nick Foles being the starter and then develop your young quarterback. I mean, it's a, it's a classic way to operate offensively when you're in a period of transition. But the Bears are not that. They are in, they're more in desperation mode right now. There are people like Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy who I, I think we all believe are probably – trying to save their jobs over the next couple of years. The mandate, I assume, right now is still win now. A lot of that has to do with what we were just talking about, a defense which is very expensive, very paid for, and I think still very good, and one that is still open to helping you to win games. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you're, you're not – this is not like a classic – NFL, we're going to transition and let your role rebuild for the next two years. No, nope, no, nope. you you have too many guys that are paid too much money on the defense to take a year off at this point. You simply literally cannot afford to to do that. So you, you can't there are there are swings that I think the Bears can't take it, it, where in other years, like if the Bears, if this had been the end of the window, for the Bears, and you're like, okay, it's time for a transition. You need to get a quarterback. You got to let them play through the pain. Maybe you bring in a veteran. All that stuff sounds great, but the conflict is, and I put that in air quotes, is that the Bears can still win if they do things right going into next year. This is not a throwaway year. If it was, then all those things sound great, and we don't have to talk about Carson Wentz. We don't have to talk about Derek Carr. We don't have to talk about, you know, some pipe dream of Deshaun Watson or Jameis Winston or whomever your favorite quarterback is in a free agency or or via trade. But the Bears have to stay relatively safe, and they have to stay talented on offense, and things obviously have to be tightened up. Let's talk more about it with Hub Arkish. Quick break, and then we'll bring in Hub, and we'll ask him about all of these things. Talking Bears, Mark Grody, in for Joe O on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.